0: Hello Faithful Listener and welcome to the Small Voice Podcast. I'm Darren.
1: And I'm Holly. Um, In this podcast Darren and I will be bearing our digital souls as we dig into our own relationships with social media and AI. Are the choices we make really our own or have we been shepherded towards them by increasingly ubiquitous AI algorithms? That's a question for you Darren. Um, we'll try to explain what on earth the algorithm. I hope you can hear me pronouncing the capital letters when I say that actually is, uh, and also why it matters, especially in a year when there are elections coming up in many parts of the world. It's impossible to ignore. Although, I have to be honest, I've been doing an excellent job at ignoring it up till
0: now. And for those of you who thought algorithm was a Cuban breakdancer, don't worry. And apologies for that joke. We'll all hold each other's hands as we tread carefully through the whole technology business. But first, a regular health check. How have you been, Holly? Well,
1: excuse me for taking health check a tiny bit too literally, uh, Darren, but you might uh, be able to hear that I'm a bit bunged up. Um, I feel absolutely rotten, but uh, I want it to be noted um, just in the minutes and um, have our faithful listeners know that I'm being very brave about it and I have not spent all day complaining um i'll let you uh, let you decide whether you think that's true um on a more serious note um i sat down a couple of weeks ago and watched with many other people as northern ireland uh the well the northern ireland assembly at stormont finally elected a speaker and sat for the first time in two years which was um amazing as a as a northern irish person to uh finally see Stormont back to work again after such a long time and uh, I hope that it lasts longer than it did the last time. Absolutely. What about you Darren how are you doing?
0: Well casting back to last month um, you know we talked a little bit about resolutions and I, I said that I was trying to make positive New Year's resolutions rather than kind of negative ones you know start doing some things uh, and I didn't mention it, but one of the things that we're trying to do is is um, hear more live music. So we went to, a, you were, our aim is to get to a concert a month, that's all. So we made it to two concerts uh, in January, thanks to Celtic Connections. And then just uh, the other week, we went to a concert that was a fundraiser for MND Scotland. Uh, the concert was organised and performed by the Butler family. Now, these people have been on. Uh, small voice before Uh, so Steve Butler, Suzanne Butler, Rory Butler, Sandy Butler a lot of other people within the Butler entourage and it was a an absolutely fantastic concert and a couple of songs in particular just stood out um incredibly moving they're they're very um disgustingly gifted musicians but um (laughs) really, really good kind of spiritual music. So that that, that that was good for my soul, I have to say.
1: Well, speaking of things that are, are good for the soul, we, we find ourselves in Lent. Um, and I'm going to ask you the dreaded question. Are you Have you taken on a Lenten discipline? Have you given anything up for Lent? I,
0: I have. I, I don't know if I feel like I'm a week behind, but I, I have yet to settle on my Lenten thang. But I know, Holly, I mean, you're a person that has a word of the year. So come on, you must be doing something. Oh,
1: wildly disorganised. I'm definitely not forgiving anything up this year. (laughs) I don't know what that says. (laughs) I don't know what that says about me. But uh, uh, life has been mildly to moderately relentless since the start of January. And it just felt like there was enough going on. I have selected a book that i'm really excited to get into it's called um tarry a while wisdom from black spirituality for people of faith by selena stone which is the archbishop of canterbury's lent book for this year okay um so um i'll be reading that as will lots of other people and um are we uh we've got a wee tuesday evening zoom conversation group in church and we are um using uh, material that's been produced by Eco Congregation Scotland. Um, they have these wee videos that are based around um, the, the the lectionary readings for the week but with a, a sort of uh, ecology theme to it uh, produced by uh, some of the team there including um, their their chaplain David Coleman um, and we used the one for Ash Wednesday uh, just to, to kick us off and they're, they're just so rich and definitely worth seeking out if you're uh, more of a video person rather than a book person
0: yeah so we'll we'll put links to that in the show notes as people say
1: we will and as ever thanks to all of you who got in touch with us about last month's podcast if you remember we we, as darren has mentioned we tried to think a bit more deeply about new year's resolutions Um, Sheena sent us a comment on our website. She said, having started listening to the January podcast with one ear, will not be offended by that, Sheena. um, (laughs) I became increasingly hooked by Darren and Holly's discussion about resolutions, transformations and the nature of faith. Um, She went on, Holly, the picture you painted of you tending your faith garden was just beautiful. And I hope that garden flourishes throughout the year. Thank you, Sheena. I really appreciate it. And I hope it does too.
0: Yeah, there was some good chit-chat on Facebook as well from regular listeners Katrina and Laura. Uh, Katrina said she enjoyed the January podcast and she told us that the last New Year resolution that she made was at the end of 1977 or if you like, the start of 1978. She said it was to not make any more New Year's resolutions and Katrina assures us I have successfully kept it for all these years. Good for you, Katrina.
1: (laughs) Yes, well done. Um, And Laura said she doesn't do resolutions either, but she liked the concept I shared of having a word of the year. Um, She continued, I know that 2024 for me needs to be about pursuing a peaceful life. So maybe I'll pick reside as my word for the year. I I really like that, like reside as a fantastic word for the year.
0: Absolutely. Thanks to everyone else who got in touch. Good feedback and recommendations and beautiful creative things too. You're such a thoughtful, talented bunch. It's disgusting. Send us your thoughts and comments on our website smallvoice.org.uk on Facebook. Email us at the.team at grf.org.uk or subscribe to get email updates from us via Substack. That's with the handle at smallvoice, all one word, or by visiting smallvoice.substack.com. Can't speak too soon, but we might, all be starting to get the hang of substack i can just about see it it is sometimes there's a bit of a tongue twister i think i think small voice
1: and substack together that it's a challenge i get it we are improving i i think uh, we've been doing our best to post on substack more often with some extra material so why not head over there and find out why my christmas tree was still up in february there's even a, a photograph of the tree um, and just finally, a reminder to have a listen, if you haven't already, to our podcast feature about the Falkirk Street Pastors. It's on our website or on your podcast app.
0: So as we said at the top of the show, we are going to have a discussion about technology. We mentioned the, the phrase, the algorithm. Um but before diving into that, just to mention we, we are interested in talking about technology more generally, maybe maybe a few times this year. Um for a variety of reasons. There's there's a lot of concern about social media. That's kind of out there. Uh, there's also the challenges of using technology well. We don't want to just be sitting and complaining that technology is always a bad thing. Think of the, you know, the the, the marvellous way that churches went online during the pandemic, although maybe there's a discussion to be had about how online they, they are now. And, of course, um, last year we had a chat about chat gpt and artificial intelligence and heavens. That is not going to go anywhere. And again, as we said at the top of the show, um, this is a, an election year for so many countries. Obviously, the UK, um, highly likely. America, definitely. So there's a lot of worries about... Um, how technology could be used and abused. We'll revisit this topic um, but for just now what we're going to talk about is this business of the algorithm or if you like social media more generally but definitely through an algorithmic lens if you like. (laughs) Holly I know that um, oddly enough you and I have both been kind of having concerns about our, our social media usage. Is is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I've recently gone um, to
1: some lengths in an attempt to break free from certain aspects of the algorithm. And the bit that I really wanted to break free from was Instagram told me that one day I spent like two and a half hours on Instagram. And that really uh, stopped me in my tracks because uh, i i have mentioned on this podcast that i'm a busy girl i do not have two and a half hours on a saturday to spend on instagram now i'm sure i was doing something else at the same time but there's something about the attention suck of um algorithms on social media that that really started to um freak me out a bit um you you mentioned that you're in a similar boat darren
0: yeah, but now I'm feeling good about it, Holly, because no. I wasn't two and a half. <laughs> I'll
1: not tell you what my screen time
0: is. It's so
1: embarrassing. I I,
0: I, I was reading a book. Uh, it's called The Chaos Machine, The Inside Story of How Social Media Rewired Our Minds and Our World by Max Fisher. It's a really good book, good overview of this area. And uh, I I get on a Monday, I think, for some reason, my phone gives me a summary of phone usage. And I think I saw that I'd, I'd spent maybe an hour and a half on social media. Now I am not on Facebook. I'm I'm on Facebook, but the only device where I can access Facebook, having forgotten my my um login, uh, is a very old i uh, i iPod Touch, which I just don't use. So I'm not on Facebook, but between Twitter or X and Instagram, and and I I noticed that my phone counts WhatsApp as social media as well. I saw that I was, you know, getting past an hour, and like like you, I thought, well, okay, this this digital well being app on my Android phone says, okay, you can set a goal. So, I set twenty minutes one day, and of course, uh, it didn't really work. But what was fascinating was it kind of grays out. Is it the same for you, Holly? It grays out the app once you've gone past your limit.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm listening to you, and I'm getting increasingly just kind of shameful <laughs> and embarrassed <laughs> about how much of an addict I've been. I mean, I, uh, yes, it does the same thing for me. Um, I'd got to a point, probably tail end of last year, where I'm finding Twitter incredibly rage-inducing or X, in, if, which is part of the problem, incredibly rage-inducing and Instagram I was almost using to numb. So it was like I was using Twitter as an upper and uh, Instagram as a, a downer. <laughs> so my numbers are are worse, worse than that. I shall not share, but they are worse.
0: But I mean, it, it, it's all relative and you can be doing legitimate things. I, I think the <sighs> The the question is okay, um, how much is this actually an addiction, if you like? And that does take us to maybe the ways in which social media have changed, because you know Holly, you and I have been on Twitter for quite some time, and without getting on nostalgic, oh, back in the day. But the the algorithm is something that definitely arrived, because originally Twitter seemed a, a quite quite a positive place. And certainly uh, I was in education and it was a great way to make contact with people and actually to keep up to date with news and have, have good conversations. If you'd asked me about Twitter, I would have said that it was a good thing.
1: Yeah, so I, I loved Twitter and actually I mourn the loss of Twitter as it was. And I, I'm a little bit worried that that kind of makes me sound like I'm saying, oh, back in my day or whatever. But it used to be Twitter, if you went on, there was no such... um. Twitter Twitter didn't organise the tweets for you beyond just presenting them to you in the order that they were tweeted. Um, And you could go on hashtags and you could look at tweets um, and, you know, eventually it would start to sort them into the ones that had the most likes or whatever. But it wasn't using your individual behaviour within Twitter to predict what you wanted to see um, there was no such thing as the the kind of for you page on Twitter or Instagram. Kind of recommendations. Uh, and rec- sort of yeah recommendations yeah. where it's not people yeah. that you directly follow. So you're you used to only see people that you followed. You would see tweets in kind of date order. You it it was a it didn't kind of magnify some of the issues that I guess get magnified through the algorithm now, and they definitely didn't have this. Uh, so Instagram. used to just be photographs with captions of people that you actually knew and now it's predominantly become a short video sharing medium so there's a lot of reels and Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: and they are you're just presented with the next thing to watch there's no choice going into what you're watching next um so instagram or twitter or whatever social media insert the social media that you your social media of choice here, I guess, for for a generation that are perhaps a little bit younger, that might be TikTok. But uh, I'm I'm clearly <laughs> tuned for that. Yeah, um, and, and it's, it's, it does its job of telling you what to be interested in, doesn't it?
0: Well, th- this is the problem, I think that, and, and the fascinating thing is if you go back and look at the decisions that were made along the way, and and you could go down the avenue of, of free speech, but you know, in a way, talking about the algorithm, but we're, we're not necessarily getting into that. That's maybe for a later one. But, you know, decisions were made and, and they could have made other decisions. So, you know, this is the bit where I hope it's not too, too direct. If people are not up on their social media history or thinking, well, why does this apply to me? It's really about about the algorithm and about kind of what happened because it has had such an uh, an impact on us. So obviously you, you have the big explosion in the Internet. Everyone has to be online. And then suddenly uh, you have the, the dot com a boom and bust because people can't work out how to make money from websites. And obviously, an answer is to have adverts. And that's an answer. And basically, it took them a while to realise well, or to decide that the bottom line is simply your app has to keep people on your app. That's that's it. That's the bottom line for the advertisers we are going to hook you on Instagram. We're going to hook you on Twitter. We are going to keep you scrolling. It doesn't even matter if you're enjoying it. There's an algorithm to try and put the things in front of you that you might like. Yeah. So you and, might have and heard And We can park it there. Sorry, Holly. We can park it there and then maybe go on to the, the dark side of that. But yeah, over to you.
1: Oh, sorry. I um you you might have heard this referred to, I guess, as the attention economy. So the the, the, the point of of algorithms is to keep your eyeballs on your screen for yeah. as long as possible so that your attention can be monetized either at that point or, or further down the line. And I don't know, I, I guess, um, I, I think that, uh, there is that just element of numbing out and you just kind of, you just cl- click on the next thing, you just click on the next thing. It's the easiest thing to do um and that's how they get your attention that's how they keep your attention
0: yeah and and oh, i guess it's the would some power of the gifty of gears if, if you sit and watch someone else on their phone it's easy to be judgy but i think that's when you notice it that's when you notice that you just you, you know you, you simply can't stop it's it's it. There might be something else. Is that that little bit that FOMO, fear of missing out, as well? Maybe there's a really good. Maybe there's a really good cat video. Just 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 you know, two seconds away.
1: I think there's something about the fact that none of it's great, but some of it's good. So you kind of think, well, I can't stop watching now because the last three that I've watched have been rubbish, and I'm, I need to just. I want to go out on a high. Let me just scroll through five more videos and. I don't know. It's a weird thing. And I, I think numbing out is probably the best way that I have to describe it. Like it almost, it is a choiceless zone that you can enter mm-hmm. into where you, you don't have to think about the real world or your actual problems. You can just kind of scroll um, yeah. and you don't, and you never think when you're doing it that your attention's being monetized. And,
0: and also your, your, your data is being monetized because it's like you know you know you get these little here's here's a here's a a, a jokey quiz you know d- do this quiz and find out what type of person you are find out uh, which house you are in Hogwarts and there's a little I give permission for you to harvest all my data because no no one ever reads that small print so oh look I'm I'm Ravenclaw and I've just handed all my data over to to uh, all these. All these companies who, let's hope, are forces not not of evil, though that's that's the dark side of it as well.
1: Yeah, I was listening to a podcast uh, this week where um, they had a social media expert on and he was saying that you needed to use Instagram for upwards of about five hours a day before the algorithm really got to know you. Or not five, five hours, hours a, day, a day. Five hours five a, week, a week, maybe. Five hours a week, okay, yeah. sorry. I was... Um, I promise that's not how much I was on Instagram no upwards of five hours a week before um the algorithm really got to know you and I think that kind of betrays how much they're trying to get you to use these apps that that really the the good stuff for the advertisers so for the companies only really kicks in whenever you're already using it to to huge amounts um I was a wee bit when we were talking about this topic in advance of recording, I think I was a wee bit worried that some of our listeners would think that this topic didn't apply to them. But but I think it is... I'm not on X. I'm I'm not not on on X. I'm not on Instagram. But I think most people are on Facebook still. um, And also it's so ubiquitous. Like this is... um, you know, it to to uh, uh, you know in a different way. But this is the Spotify algorithm is a huge part of uh, my mm-hmm. my listening habits. Um, you know, maybe the podcast app that you're on is recommending you podcasts to listen to that that people who listen to the kind of podcasts that you already listen to also listen to. You know, that there's quite a lot of that 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 um I guess that illusion of free will that uh, isn't actually there because the choices are kind of being made for you by algorithms behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like that scene in Devil Wears Prada, you know, that, that ugly blue jumper was uh, selected, yeah. <laughs> selected <laughs> you from a pile of stuff. Uh, it, like you're not actually choosing. Um, someone else has chosen for you.
0: Yeah. And then the in our little kind of history lesson, having decided that you were just going to monetize attention, Unfortunately, what then happened was, you know, AI has been around for a while. So mm. the decision was made, OK, let's just give it to the computer to work out what the best way is to keep people engaged. And it turns out, unfortunately, that the way to keep people engaged is through strong emotional reactions, you know, revulsion or hatred, anger, um, and that is why you start getting conspiracy theories on it. That's why, sorry, if you hang around long enough, Facebook will start pushing you towards extreme content.
1: I think, um, sorry, I think earlier on I was I was saying that I find Twitter rage-inducing. And there's a reason yeah, why I find... it wants find, you to be annoyed. It wants me to be raging. And that that's not comfortable. And I think I, you know, I was allowing myself to be drawn into having quite strong opinions about things I actually don't care about that much because that was what the algorithm was sending me. Um, and that's, that's uncomfortable. I, uh, I think well, obviously we've, we've done quite a lot of kind of beating of the algorithm and saying it's a terrible, awful thing, but, um, I guess they're, there must be some some good uh, in AI algorithms.
0: I, I think there are some good in AI and in social media. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I have heard people say that the solution for the algorithm is just you have to you have to turn the algorithm off. Um, but mm. why would they let you do that? Because it's making the money. So, what what would what would be a good thing from the algorithm for you? I mean, cat videos, I guess.
1: <laughs> I guess it depends on whether you're just talking about social media algorithms or whether you're yes. talking about wider algorithms uh, within. Oh, I don't know HR, hiring and firing. Uh, the way that we I select scientific papers to read. So, how does mm. how does uh, um a data get ad get shown to me whenever I google things it's meant it's more likely to show me what I actually want to see because it analyzes both myself but also other people's search choices so you know I guess that there is like every bit of new technology there's there's some promise of efficiency savings but uh, um and I guess I have a real worry about the idea that something can shape my decision making without me knowing that it's shaping my decision making um so i i think probably the first part is to to acknowledge that you your decision making is being shaped so i think if you know that then maybe you can use this as a a tool maybe there's um a chance that you might be able to i don't know it all sounds terribly capitalistic i was going you know you can maximize profits
0: or you can you
1: know it's it none of it sounds like it's uh, a recipe for human flourishing um
0: you know i, I mean people are it's it, it's probably easy for people like me to take up baking when youtube is around uh, and i can see some you know professional bakers or people who just happen to be good at making videos uh show me how to make a loaf um Although even then it's it, it's fascinating, YouTube won't necessarily send me to the best video in terms of quality. It will send me to the one that's quite long and <laughs> has had a lot of likes because YouTube needs me to stay on YouTube. Um, I mean, you could say that a downside of of the algorithm is that it becomes bland. everything just ends up looking the same. Everyone's baking the same sourdough loaves but you know i i I can maybe cope with that i mean there's always been fashion there's always been you know i think the the algorithm is just making that spread around a bit quicker it's the it's the extreme views it's like do you remember when we chatted about lucy letby uh her, her conviction for murder and i naively typed lucy letby into twitter thinking i would get some interesting thought pieces and i got kind of conspiracy theory that Lucy let or I judge to be conspiracy theory that Lucy Letby is innocent and that's because Twitter needs a strong emotional reaction from me and it gets it whether I agree with the the conspiracy theory or not I'm, I'm outraged and then I'm scrolling down to try and find something that isn't that.
1: Yeah I mean I think being realistic at their best algorithms help people make faster and better decisions that's what they're there for um i guess some of that is probably useful on an individual level but whenever it's your attention being monetized by big companies then it's helping big companies make faster and better decisions about how to monetize your uh, time and attention so it stops becoming something that is helpful and starts becoming something that's harmful
0: so um, is this where we say what would a christian response to this be I don't know you meant- should you just should you just come off Facebook I mean I'm i I, I don't give money to Amazon because I think they are the big bad
1: yeah you know? I know I mean you mentioned blandsville earlier on and uh, i i I can't um't quite remember you'll you'll probably remember the the name of the article that was about why every coffee shop in the world look kind of looks the the same I'm
0: sorry i can't i know that we interviewed the person on offline the podcast with john favreau so we might punt a link to that
1: so we'll, we'll post some links in the show notes there's um uh, there's a book i think it's called filter world um and it's yes. it's about uh um how kind of uh, everything just kind of reverts to the the mean and everything just kind of looks the same and dull um I've been thinking a lot about that you know not about about social media but about things like uh, my my taste in music that if you just uh, listen to what Spotify serves you up you do tend to get a lot of middle of the road stuff and uh, you know like this week for example I promise this story has a point but I I was (laughs) uh, listening to a workout playlist uh, while exercising and it served me up a cover of um, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes like a kind of dance for it was weird it was really odd and i thought (laughs) oh do you know what i've not listened to for a very long time and i stuck on elephant by the white stripes from the beginning and thought goodness that is a cracking album and you start i start to think about whether my own human judgment about what is good music is sacrificed on the altar of predictive modeling about what i might like to listen to next um so i yeah i don't know what is it you asked the question, so I'll throw it back at you. What is a Christian response to AI algorithms? Well, I, I
0: I think I mean in one sense you could say the algorithm is neutral. You know, it's it's how these things are used. But I, I we we've talked a lot about being about being mindful, you know, about noticing. Mm. And they uh, here's so here here's here's my, my theory. Here's here's my book. <laughs> It's not really a book. I was thinking about this, you know, trying to reduce my my time. Of course, by the way, it's not 20 minutes. I couldn't couldn't keep off social media. I couldn't limit that to 20 minutes. It quickly went up to 50 minutes and, you know, it's forever trying to get me to increase it. But um, I I decided that that my mobile phone algorithms and all, I mean, if you think of all the amazing things that you can do with a mobile phone, um, as well as all the bad things, it's a bit like a chef's knife. Okay, you really probably only need one really good chef's knife and you can do all kinds of slicing and dicing and, you know, clearing up your board and everything with that that chef's knife. But you don't walk around with a chef's knife in your pocket because it is incredibly dangerous. And I am at the stage now of thinking a mobile phone is incredibly dangerous or you have to use it really Really carefully, and I'm thinking that we have essentially been gaslit by people saying, "Oh, come off it; it's not that bad." It, it actually is, and I think I'm, I'm not calling for Christians to come off all media. That's a discussion we had, isn't it? About you know when when do you when do you leave X? Um, but I think we need to realise that it does matter. It matters, for example, that when you search on Google, every Every word that you type in has been monetized. Someone has bid for that word. Um, And if you put in something that is medical, um, a company somewhere has paid Google money so that they will be the first people to appear in your adverts. And there's a case um, which we heard of recently where um, an Alzheimer's charity, basically you couldn't find them on page one of Google when you were searching um, for Alzheimer's, because everyone else had monetized it first, and sorry, I, I'll just explain that a little bit better. There's three or four adverts, maybe, and then there's all the search results. But but those results get influenced themselves by the adverts. So in time, this thing that you want is actually on page two. Who looks at page two on Google? Yeah,
1: I mean, I th- I think at an individual level, there's something incredibly important about where we put our attention what do we give our attention to um and you you mentioned you know about being mindful I think um attention is holy or it can be that if I what I give my attention to ultimately is it becomes who I am ultimately becomes you know everything and I don't have anything else to give my time and my attention are the the two most important things I have to give I I've been trying really hard to think about algorithms as they pertain, particularly to social media and the attention economy, as being neutral and being a tool. And more and more I I think will actually know that there needs to be a counterbalance to this. So if I am using social media that is is algorithmically generated or whatever I need to also be breaking away from that and thinking about what the um, alternative to that is. And I mean, it sounds so simplistic, but like, is that it is as simple as saying, well, actually, if I'm trying to use this to be social, then I need to go and be social with a human being in a physical space and have a debate, have a conversation with a friend, have that. Or is it something to do with curation? So are we looking for people to to show us where to put our attention? Um, I'm going to quote a Bible verse, which is, uh, you know, obviously not very like me. But, you know, I do try. Um, I, I keep coming back to um, Romans 12, 2. Um, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, as it's uh, some translations would, would put it. But I think, you know, is our algorithms ultimately the the ultimate version of conforming to the pattern of
0: this world? (laughs) Comma, discuss. So pattern is in the Bible, because algorithm.
1: Yeah, exactly. In a way. Exactly. The Bible, you know, St. Paul, he predicted algorithms
0: (laughs) or some such nonsense. But are you saying that the Bible is a predictive text? thank you my work is done here.
1: absolutely um but yeah i i don't know like i think there is something about like allowing something else to shape your attention fully is probably not the most christian response to life
0: and um jill our producer uh also gave us a bible verse so i'm I'm not going to quote this from memory it's john ten ten, 10 uh and this is christ saying i have come that they may have life and have it to the full and uh It's interesting to contrast that idea of fullness with the idea of everything. Because, you know, when I... okay, not every piece of music is on Spotify, but as good as. Remember the original... When when, um, when the, the iPod first came out, a thousand songs in your pocket, to which you would think an answer is, why do I need a thousand songs? Why don't I... Listen. Why, why don't I listen to the White Stripes' Elephant rather than always looking for the next? Is it just that? Is that is it that restlessness? Is it is it is it, is it Bono? I still haven't found what I'm looking for.
1: So I I think there's something. It's like you said there. Why do you, why are we not coming back to things? So I think the algorithm has become about searching for the next thing to grab your attention. I think there is something incredibly meaningful about going back to something that has grabbed your attention and allowing it to grab your attention over and over again in different ways and almost deepening your relationship with a piece of music or a piece of media. I, th- I think that there's something there for me um, but there's also just something really dull which is um, I stopped using Twitter and Instagram in January and uh, i've started reading a book a week again and i feel like i've got my attention back already and it's only been six weeks and it's been six incredibly busy weeks and yet i need somewhere to put my attention and my attention is in books and uh, i might even crack open a bible one of these days so like
0: no 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 night sweats or anything no withdrawal symptoms
1: I really had to go to some length, Starren. I've changed my passwords <laughs> and then I made my password manager forget my passwords. So now I would have to go and reset it through my emails. Yes. And uh, I, I tell you what, I don't miss it. Although my um, my wife promises me that there's about 500 reels that she sent me waiting in my Instagram <laughs> DMs when I log back in.
0: Yeah, there's a, a really good writer on uh I might have mentioned before, actually, on, on, on technology called... His name's Cal Newport. Mm. Um, and Cal wrote a book. Uh, I think he wrote a book called Deep Work, which is a really good book. And then well, I think A World Without Email. Um, and he he is a tech guy, but he's really concerned about us spending too much time online. But he did... Um, this is not quite moat in the eye, you know, speck of dust and, and plank of wood, but he says, you know... If you're worrying about sorting your online life, there's probably something in your offline life that you need to worry about and sort first. You know that that's the the, um, the online is more symptomatic, although there's always the algorithm trying to call you back. I feel we should say though, because um, I think you're right to talk about making connections with people and you're maybe seeing people physically, but I wouldn't want us to lose the fact that you and I are now making this podcast right now Holly in the comfort of our own homes you've not been interrupted by your cat um instead of me getting on a train to Glasgow and and you know there is that accessibility in technology which we absolutely should not lose
1: oh yeah 100% and I think I was probably a little bit flippant when I said go and meet people in physical space I mean some of the uh, I don't live near any of my family so some of the most uh significant relationships in my life are are coordinated primarily through video and telephone technology is incredibly important in relationships um but yeah maybe I should reread digital minimalism by Cal Newport that'll uh, that'll sort me out because maybe what I don't want is to be free of it completely Maybe what I want is to have it appropriately sized in my in my life
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess this is something that we will definitely come back to. Not necessarily and you know, I promise that it's not Darren and Holly moan about social media again. This is this is a rich topic. You know, we talked about the the the, the kind of darker sides of of the internet. We talked about political interference. So, I mean, the, 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 we talked about AI. These are things that we think we will revisit. Maybe tying in with politics as well. So, kind of watch out for that. And obviously, if if listeners have stuff they want to alert us to or tell us how they have successfully given up social media do do feel free
1: yes check in next month when holly is back to using instagram for several hours a day (laughs) well faithful listener whether you find us through a curated recommendation or stumbled across us via the wisdom of the algorithm we hope that our ramblings have provided you with a wee bit of insight to help guide you As ever, we'd love to hear from you. Were you aware of the influence of the algorithm on your life or is it something you haven't thought about before? How are you tending to your humanity in a world full of machines making decisions for each of us every day? Get in touch via our website, smallvoice.org.uk or come and find us on Facebook or Substack at smallvoice.substack.com
0: and we appreciate the irony that we've just asked you to go on social media to find us we'll be back in your dears next month with more ponderings on matters moral ethical and spiritual until next time goodbye for now bye